hello, 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 and welcome to episode number 41 of Five Star Potential, a weekly football manager podcast brought to you by WeStream FM. On this week's pod, we'll be chatting about goalkeeping errors, uh, which is the focus of our team meeting this week. But first, I, of course, must introduce you to my co-hosts, Mr. Kurt Dog. Welcome. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Good stuff. Good stuff. Mr. Joseph, returning. How are you, sir? I'm very well. Good to be back. Good to have you back. I love saying that. Uh, Mr. Dupe, how is thee? Not bad. I'm never first, Matt. Never first. You know. It's because because we can afford to leave you till later on. That's why you should. It's a it's a compliment. I think. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> good. Good. And rounding up the rear is Mr. Dave Azapardi. Hello, sir. Uh, thank you. Leaving the uh, the best till last, as usual. Thank you. You can keep on thinking that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Save updates, gentlemen. Kurt Dog, get us rolling. Mm, frustration. Lots of it. <laughs> Lots of frustration. Um, we, we've, we're in season six now in Nottingham Forest. Um, we're kind of approaching the January transfer window. We are we're not losing games. We're um we, the only games we've lost this season are away at Arsenal, away at Tottenham. Um and but we're just not we're drawing so many games. We've dropped so many points at home against kind of average sides. Wolves, uh Palace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Wolves is definitely a dig. It's <laughs> like Stoke. Although Stoke are actually pretty good in in my my uh, my save. But there's quite a big gap opened up now between the top four um, and the kind of chasing pack, and we're in the we're in that chasing pack uh, along with Man City, uh, Chelsea, and Liverpool. So getting into the top four is going to be a tough ask. Basically, it it feels like um, everything's kind of in place, but everyone's at the dinner table, everyone's. Um, ready, they, you know, you've got the napkins tucked in, they're all waiting for the, the meal to arrive, and it's just, it's not coming, like, n- something's not clicking, um, and I don't know what it is, and it's really, really hard to put my finger on it, basically, I, I think I'm at the point now where, I've always, I always play quite conservative football, um, and I'm at the point now where I think we're, we're just going to go balls out now, we're just going to go for it, Um we've been given a transfer budget in January of 34 million, which is nice, although, uh, in a slight twist, we did attend an interview for the Man City job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was trying to stifle my laughter, my internal laughter. Uh, um, the only thing I can suggest as to why it's not clicking. It's your tactics, mate. Brilliant. Hashtag forums. Brilliant. Everyone loves them, right? Um, so, City job um, interview. Yeah. What, what? So, we, we attended that. Um, City, like I say, City are in that chasing pack with us. Um, I don't know if I'll get the job, to be honest. I'll be surprised. The first thing they wanted to talk about was the fact that I'd, I'd been relegated. Um, so <laughs> it's four of, years ago. Kind of put, yeah, exactly. It's in the, you're living in the past, son. Um, kind of put a taint on the whole thing. To be honest, even if I got offered it, I, I, I probably wouldn't go because I've still got a lot of work to do at Forest. Um, but like I say, it's just we're in quite a frustrating phase at the moment. And... Uh, you know, hopefully we'll break out of it. But who's who's to who's to say? Um, hopefully you are, uh, as you are the king of the save. But uh, I'm I'm sure we'll see how the future develops, Mister Dupe. Just to make sure that you're not right at the back end of things. How are things going in your various saves? We got we got up to eight now. Is it you got rolling? That's strange because I do quite like to be at the back of things. Um, uh, we just got the one. Yeah, to be yeah. fair. Uh, we've just got the Roma, uh, and actually last night on stream we had an incredible stream. To be fair, the whole week has been incredible. Maybe to the old fortnight. To be fair, we've been smashing it. Uh, a load of people are, are being very, very helpful in stream, including Joe, that made me maybe not fuck the save right up. But uh, we finished season one third place. Uh, we had a choice between going for the league or going for the Champions League. And after beating Barcelona 5-0 in 35 minutes, we decided to go for the Champions League, to which we got knocked out in the semis by Chelsea after a bit of um, classic FM. But we're positive on this podcast, so it's a it's a, it's a a morale-boosting way that we can just build the team and, and, and use that next year for hopefully maybe take on take on a bit more next year. Well, I hope 
things do develop sort of as you're expecting, really. I know you've got a few irons in the fire having looked at your Twitterness mm. uh, and your, sort of your plans for this season could be very interesting. We've we've got a lot of minimum release clauses that they wouldn't recontract, renegotiate. So we've had to actually move a lot of players on, some that we wanted, some that we didn't. And um, yeah, we've got a lot of money to spend, but we've got a lot of spaces to fill. You're just making up words there, son. What did Re- I say? Negotiate and recontract. Yeah. Yeah, um, who, uh, in your save, I, I'm assuming Juve won the league, did they? They did, yeah. Who, who came second? Napoli, was it? or Lazio. Lazio? Lazio by that's one point. Hurt. That's got to hurt, hasn't it? That's got to hurt. Well, let's put it this way. We played Juve on the last day of the season. If we beat Juve, uh, Lazio would have won the league. So uh, I put out all my youngsters and we lost 5-0. Classic Italian football, that. Yeah, corruption all day long. Should probably say that we're not affiliated with any Italian club, nor are we uh, legally obliged to say that uh, there was any match fixing going on. Florentina. <clears throat> Legal bit out of the way. Uh, Mr. Dave Azapardi, how are things going on in your save? Uh, yeah, I've not had, well, not really had a chance to jump on to Twitch this week to uh, carry on the Arsenal save, so no real update on that. But I have started a. So a mini series over on YouTube, and it's been received quite well so far. So um, it's a mini series I was going to do in five parts called Saving Sunderland. So basically, I was just picking up uh, in real life terms Sunderland season with ten games to go. So I think there were four points adrift of staying up. So basically, it was my job over those ten games to to try and keep them up. So I was doing two games per episode, hence it being a five part series. Um, so we started off, and we actually did really well on the first episode, getting a win and a draw. So we didn't lose that. But on the second episode, which is the most recent one, um, we lost out to Derby and Sheffield Wednesday. So we are in a little bit of trouble at the moment. But I think the next couple of episodes are going to be crucial because we still play teams like Burton, who are in and around us at the moment. Um, I've done little tweaks um, as well. Uh, At the start of the save, I gave everyone abysmal morale using the in-game editor. And then someone else said to me that obviously Darren Gibson was released halfway through the the month that I'd started, so I'd released him as well. So there's a few things, but yeah, a lot of people seem to be enjoying the save so far. What month did you start in? Uh, I think it was March, start of March, where I started. So as I say, there was 10 games left, four points adrift, but they still got they still do have some tough games in there. Uh, I think the final episode, the final game is against Wolves. <laughs> so that could be an interesting one uh, if it decides, obviously, if we stay up or do go down. Do you have any plans once this mini series is finished? What's what's next on the well, cards for Azapards? Well, yes, <laughs> rhyming. The Sorry. I'm not 100 percent sure at the moment. Um, obviously, I still want to continue with the Twitch stuff because when I've actually got time to do it, it's really really enjoyable. Um, but I've had some people ask me to continue the save. Some people to ask me to do another challenge. I've even had someone today say, "Do the same challenge, but with West Brom." Uh, I was like, like um, so I've not, re- I've not re- <laughs> replied to him as of yet, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's, lo- I did a couple of these challenges last year and they did all right to be fair. And uh, this one, as I say, has been quite well received so far. So I'll just see how it goes. We've got like another week of this one yet, so uh, I'll see how well it does over the next week or so. Marvelous stuff, Joseph. What's going on? Bit of a quiet one from me, really. Um, bit of man flu mix of being absolutely run off my feet at work at the moment so I've not really played it as much as I normally do but I kind of didn't get I haven't put the West Ham save to bed just yet um, but I've started a little Real Madrid save just to have a mess around with some finances at a very big club see what I can do I mean they they're 200 grand a week over their wage budget obviously got ridiculous players like Bauer and Ronaldo on a million pound a week between them Um and as I say, just really just having a play with a different kind of team, just seeing if I can have a bit of financial fun, mess around with some affiliates and see what I can do with a with a bigger club. For me, man flu is definitely code for I want to play FM when I should be working. <laughs> it, to be honest, I have never felt so, felt so rough. Um, I just found myself just monging out and doing a bit of a dupe, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I must admit, I'm at that stage now where I'm sort of looking at, like, looking at Tobes United save and and looking at sort of pine at Liverpool and stuff and seeing how much money they've got to chuck around and thinking, hmm, that looks fun. That looks like a lot of fun right now. And 
I've obviously I've watched a few streams while I've been off as well, and I've managed to get some daytime ones, which is unusual for me. And although obviously Dupe streams in the evenings, I've been watching your stream and Dupe stream, and I couldn't believe the contrast in attitude. I mean, you're whacking your desk, and Dupe's whacking himself. Um, That's a different you, type of stream. Really, <laughs> he, he seems to really enjoy it, whereas you seem to kind of you're you're just persevering with something that you just don't look like you're enjoying, but your attitude it's, makes it enjoyable. I, I, I kind of touched on this last week where I feel like I'm at a real crossroads with the save. Um, and I won't go over old ground too much, but it's, um, it's just, like I say, it's just, it's a really frustrating uh, point of the save and it's whether we kind of battle through and, and it kind of makes it all worthwhile in the end or whether we knock it on the head because, um, because I am just getting rustled by it all the time. I don't know. It's it's a difficult one. Are you just getting rustled because of the money? Because, I mean, if you turned good and actually won something, you might get a lot of money, and that could kind of re- reignite the save. Wow. Shots yeah. are fired. Just, just saying. It's wow. a weird one, though, because when you watch Curtis stream, it, it's fantastic as a viewer, because when he gets the ump, I mean, he gets the ump... Um, I'm hoping he's got an IKEA desk because you know that will put up with the pounding that he receives. Um, but we've talked about it quite a lot on the pod where you need to enjoy a save for people to enjoy watching it. And I'm just wondering how much longer it's kind of we're going to be able to put up with seeing you go through misery, Kurt Dog. But as, as horrible as it sounds, Kurt, I think people actually enjoy seeing you get rustled. To be fair, right? I think there's got to be a balance, though, hasn't there? And I think you're right, Joe. Maybe, maybe I've kind of gone over, crept over the line with regards to how how much, um, how much sort of negativity I put into it. Maybe, you know, previously it's kind of been that you've had a lot of good, and then you chuck in the odd, uh, the odd death smash uh, at a sort of pivotal time. But the death smashes seem to be getting more and more frequent at the moment. Um, yeah. Yes, food for thought, definitely. I'd hate to be Callum Gribben when you're on a free kick training with him. That that dick has not scored. He's got free kicks of like 17, and he's not scored a free kick in six seasons. Not one. How does that make you feel? <laughs> Hang on, we don't need to get... No, no, no rage now, please. Come on, we've only just started. There's plenty more time for that later. And is that your uh, is that Curtis Rage of the Week? In last week we had Jay Bothroyd. This week we're having Callum Gribbin. We'll see. There's still plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> There's only three days left of the week. Come on, can't be that much. Anyway, right. I think it's time to move on to uh, our team meeting this week. And as usual, we we've reverted back to type. Actually, and we've actually uh, put out a poll this week. And, and thanks to Mister. Mr. Carius, for providing us with uh, with an excellent chance to have a go at goalkeepers this week. So we asked you, how do you rate goalkeepers on Football Manager? Do you see far too many Carius-like mistakes? Or do your goalkeepers keep you in the game? Uh, so, a bit, I think these results actually kind of surprised us all. So, lead, uh, well, trailing the pack even, they're dreadful with 26%. 27%, so it was quite tight at the bottom. Uh, they're fine. And 47% said, okay, but need improvement. And as usual, we'll now use your comments to structure our discussion. Um, First of all, uh, I guess we should probably address the sort of rather large elephant in the room about uh, Karis's actual performance in terms of real life. Because to drop one clanger is one thing. To drop two in a game, it's, it's worse than David James ever was, surely. I feel really sorry for the lad. Um, it was, I, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the blame's got to fall on Jurgen Klopp for me. Like he's known for two years plus that he needs to address the goalkeeper situation. I know they brought in Carius, and they kind of maybe they see him as like, I don't know, I don't know if they saw him as one for the future or what. But um, he's never looked comfortable uh, in a Liverpool goal. He's had he's had he's had portions of the season where he's looked competent. Um, admittedly, um, you know Liverpool's defence has massively improved in the second half of the season with Van Dijk coming in. Um, Lovren just looks like a different player alongside Van Dijk. I, I don't know whether it's just a, a communication thing between two centre backs. I'm not really sure, but uh, Liverpool's defence in general has just really, really tightened up. Um, 
but I don't know. I just feel so so bad for that. The fir- for me, the first one was worse than the second one. The first one was just like a, a, the sort of thing you'd see in a five-a-side game in a in a in a bloody like just a, a shitty game on a Monday night down your local park. You know, it was just it was just terrible. I mean, f- superb from Benzema to read it, obviously, but. Yeah, I just I feel bad for the guy, and 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 obviously you know the fact he's gone over to the fans and apologised, and then come out quite vocally on social media apologising and just continuously apologising, and then like some of the abuse he's got as well. It's just I don't know. I think I think he needs uh, he needs an arm arm round his shoulder and looking after at the moment because I can imagine him sort of falling into uh, to some pretty dark places. Uh, let me be that virtual arm. It's going to be a bit surprising, but I'm actually going to defend Carius slightly and it's really easy to why I'm going to defend Carius. he did 90 minutes in goal and he made two mistakes I did four minutes and I fell off out on my face so <laughs> goalkeeping's hard okay it's very hard <laughs> um, just, he knows where his yeah. which way is I'm sorry Joe I've, I've cut you off there I didn't see your Cock. finger <laughs> <laughs> which one sorry no, I'll, uh, I'll write it down you carry on sir <laughs> Um, just going back to uh, what Curtis said about feeling sorry for him, it was actually quite strange, and, and I, I hadn't really considered it, but Adrian Durham said about the, the goal where he rolled the, rolled the ball out, he blamed that on Klopp rather than Karius, and he said because Klopp wants to kind of get the ball recycled as quickly as possible, it was actually Klopp's fault that he's made that mistake because he's he's kind of trained him to try and release that ball as quickly as possible. And I thought, Do you know what, I wonder if when you've got that, kind of ticked in football manager could that make that mistake if you're asking them to roll a, distribute a ball quickly could that accelerate a mistake because the mistakes I tend to see with goalkeepers it is it's normally footwork related um, rather than you know balls going through the hand and stuff like that it seems to be that they kick the ball to the opposition or they kick it against the opposition or they, it's all to do with footwork and I don't know if you've noticed whenever you see a new gen goalkeeper their first touch seems to be like terrible and it's just a few little bits I was kind of thinking when we were talking about Carrius around how it would relate to football manager and I just thought the the rolling out debate was quite a good one and I just wondered if it was something that we could try and replicate in football manager if we wanted to try and make a mistake happen. To be fair, I, I have to, I've not thought about it like that, Joe, but I have to agree. I mean, I when trying to select tactic and picking about uh, all about how I want the team to play and the tempo... The higher the tempo you play, the more mistakes you're going to make because they're, they're trying to get it done quicker. So, again, stripping that back down to the goalkeeper, if they're going to roll it out quickly, that's only ever going to, you know, it's going to kind of, elude. they're not going to be able to see everything they need to see. They're not going to get the picture of the pitch that they want. They're just going to go, oh, look, there's a player, roll it out to them. And that could generate mistakes. So I think you're going to be right there, dude. I mean, most of the people that have responded directly to the to the poll have suggested that, it's the animations that make it probably look worse than it actually is. And that obviously there's going to be a limited number of ways that they can show these errors. So it looks like there's a constant uh, back pass that they don't pick up or get on the top on, you know, pick up the ball when they should do or anything like that. I mean, I've not seen any of them have quite the uh, Tim Flowers moment where it, or the, or even the Paul Robinson moment where it hops up over their head or skips over their foot. Uh, Maybe, maybe that's, an idea for Miles to implement next year, which would be lovely to see eight times a game. Um, but I, I, I kind of have to agree, really, that we do see the same types of mistakes quite frequently in Football Manager. And I do wonder if maybe the variety of those animations were extended. It would maybe make it feel a little less painful when it happens in the biggest game of the season. Uh, for me, I've not actually seen that many, if any, sort of actual goalkeeping errors as such. I've obviously seen defensive errors where it's a crap back pass and then obviously the player goes to slot it home. Um, but I think, uh, I, well, I said last week, I don't think I've ever seen one, but I did watch one of my old uh, clips back and I saw one when I did that Rotherham save uh, on Twitch where the goalkeeper just, I think the ball got passed back to him and he just took a dreadful touch into his own net. Other than that, I don't think I've seen him. Obviously, in, in real life terms, there's always goalkeeping errors. Not like one a game or whatever, uh, but there's probably, well, you can never you can never say, but maybe six, seven on average major mistakes, goalkeeping errors throughout a season. Um, so obviously, I'd expect maybe to see one or two throughout a season. But um, 
Yeah, for me, I think I agree. Probably the animations need updating. I've seen a few keepers make just ridiculous stops or whatever, like jumping across the goal and somehow stood up, saving it with one hand or whatever. Um, so, yeah, the animations and stuff needs tweaking. But I think error proneness, if that is a sort of in-game stat, I think that's probably, for me, about right at the moment in my save. I'm just giving a little throwback to a beta a few years ago when you'd pass back from 30 yards and the keeper would just miss it and it would go in for an own goal. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> I think I think the mistake that probably rustles me the most is where uh, we probably talk about it a lot is where the cross comes in, the keeper looks like he's clearly easily got it, and then decides to jump and land in the front row of the stand to give a corner. A lot that that's quite annoying. But again, I think that is just down. It's got to be down to the graphical rep- representation. Wow, I should never have tried that word. Well, that's the other thing is when it comes to free kicks. It looks like the goalkeeper's made an error, and they not well. They haven't necessarily. And I, as soon as I see like the dodgy animation, like the, I guess kind of like when, uh, like the ball's gone like straight down the middle of the goal. What you think is straight down the throat of the keeper. You think safe as houses. He's got it, and it somehow managed to find its way into the net. As soon as that happens, I always look to see if it's an individual error in the in the stats of the match. And it's not always actually shown as that. So maybe there needs to be a cleaning up of what's classed as an error and what isn't classed as an error. I also wonder if uh, eccentricity actually contributes to their error proneness. And maybe that's an attribute that we need to pay more attention to as to whether a a goalkeeper is more likely to make mistakes, sort of a la Bartes, for example, who was known for his um, eccentricity. That is definitely something, just touching on what you said there about um, error proneness um, and who, um, just whether it needs to be tweaked. I mean, there's I've seen plenty of instances this year and last year, really, um, where one of your defenders clearly makes, you know, makes a clear error uh, and then it's attributed to someone else because of uh, uh, the sort of the next phase of play. So like maybe your your defender will miss a header leave the striker in one-on-one with the keeper. Another defender manages to get back but gives away a penalty. And the guy that's missed the header gets no... um, There's no sort of punishment in his match rating or anything like that. Whereas the the guy who gave away the penalty, all of a sudden he's on a 5.9 and he's looking nervous. Um, Definitely something that needs to be be looked at. See, I I had in my ill-fated Western Supermare save, <laughs> I had one match. I think I th- I think it was a league match. I can't quite remember. I had four penalty saves from my goalkeeper in a single match, which is just like bizarre, like utterly bizarre. And I was I was I was completely dumbfounded. This was live on stream at that time as well, and I couldn't believe it that. And they weren't like easy saves where like he's pushed it onto the post or something like that they were like properly nestled in the corner or going for top bins of any variety and he was getting to absolutely everything and somehow he obviously finished the game with a 10 because I think generally if your keeper saves a penalty he bumps his rating up by 2 and by saving 4 it's the first time I've seen a goalkeeper get a 10 in a long long time but I don't know it's really bizarre because then sometimes you'll, you'll well I've seen that happen and then when the shoe's on the other foot, you get some absolutely ridiculous behaviour. I think um, set pieces in general uh, just seem to be a really, really weird one this year. Um, not not so much corners because I see quite a number of goals, but penalties are, are sometimes 50-50. And, and free kicks, I, I think I've only seen one free kick goal the whole of this year, to be honest, in my favour anyway. Um, I, I don't know if it's, it, it's just me, if anyone else is having the same issue, but... I just it doesn't it just didn't seem to be a hundred percent right. I'd imagine Matt in, down in the non-league. I know you've said you keep a save four, but if uh, someone was playing sort of a non-league save and saying, "Oh, I'm getting so so much uh, so many mistakes from a goalkeeper," it wouldn't surprise me in non-league when you got Daryl the barreling goal. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> but sure. in a Premier League level, if you're seeing them every game, that's obviously when something needs looking at. Um, yeah, just going back to the well. Talking about set pieces, I mean, I think in in six seasons I've seen two free kicks go in, 
throughout the whole thing. For you know, one for me, one against me. Um, penalties. I mean, I did I did a bit of analysis on penalties. Like just just looked at um, sort of scoring rates for teams and stuff, and they're all below what they would be in real life. I think it's sort of around seventy five percent of penalties are scored. Um, and looking through my save for six seasons through the Premier League, Bundesliga, Spain, Italy, it was hovering around sixty percent. So, I mean, I, I don't know whether that's kind of um, that's uniform throughout everyone's save, but I, when I when I spoke about this on Twitter a few weeks ago, a lot of people told me the same thing that they were, you know, they're seeing a lot too many penalties missed. I think that would be quite an interesting one, actually. Not necessarily just penalties missed and things like that, but also looking at sort of high-profile goalkeeping errors and then doing a comparison in, in FM like at, on a seasonly basis, just to see how how close it is. Um, someone who did respond to the the vote did kind or the, the poll, sorry, did actually say that they do see quite a lot of goalkeeping errors, but I guess that depends. As as Dave has rightly touched on the the level of which they watch football frequently, as that will have obviously have an impact on the consistency of every player, not just goalkeepers. But it it would be quite interesting to have that sort of comparison rang and ran, and obviously it wouldn't have to be just over one save; it'd have to be over multiple saves to try and gather an average and be fair ultimately. But I do think uh, because I think Miles particularly does quite like to lord over people when it comes to getting things right uh, and but then equally when things aren't right I do think they need to hold their hands up and say actually these these ratios aren't quite on par with what real life is and therefore we need to tweak things slightly so it would be interesting to see if you know how things do marry up and I guess I can't other than the 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 carious mistakes in the Champions League final I can't I'm trying to recall any real proper clangers of recent years and I'm struggling at this point I'm not sure what anyone else's memories are like I'm only young Matt Um, as everyone is thinking about that I just want to raise something slightly as um, as goalkeeper mistakes are normally resulting in a goal and everyone watches the highlights is it just that we see those mistakes more than we see all the other little mistakes that other players make. Maybe the mistakes are a lot higher than they are averagely over the whole team, but it's just highlighted in the fact that we watch the highlights and normally that mistake is um, that that mistake is definitely um, you could emphasize more because it, it you can see the goal from it. It's just something I'm thinking about. Um, I'm not going to talk about recent goalkeeper errors because I would be ruining the quiz. <laughs> is that a rightful point to end Kurt Dog? do you think oh, I no. think it is no, in no. fact it would be a perfect segue into what we haven't polled yet obviously is, is whether it is people's favourite part of the quiz but we can we can leave that little nugget um, for another week when we're really struggling for a quiz topic <laughs> uh, anyway uh, there may be no cheerleaders in skimpy skirts or local oddballs trying to hit the crossbar with an oversized inflatable. But we do have... Curtis Quiz! Right then. So this week's quiz is about strikers. I'm joking. It's about <laughs> it's about goalkeepers uh, and goalkeepers that have had a, a rough time of things, uh, specifically. So it's the answer, David James, to every single one. I... Ten points. <laughs> the winner of this week's quiz. Um, so, usual rules apply, obviously. First, the shouting gets the opportunity to answer the question. One point for a correct answer. If you get a question wrong, you're eliminated from the rest of that question and subject to a minus one point Viking Dan rule. Uh, after ten questions, we do have a tiebreaker if need be. Are we all ready? Yeah. Yes. Aye, aye, Captain. Fantastic. We will start with question number one. Um, England played the USA in their opening game of the 2010 World Cup in South Africa. In the 40th minute, England keeper Rob Green let a seemingly harmless shot through his grasp to allow USA to equalise, and the game went on to finish 1-1. Who scored the goal for the... Dave. No. That was Dupe. Clint Dempsey. Clint Dempsey is correct. Cracking start there, Dupe. Question number two. Uh, 
1995, during a friendly between England and Colombia at Wembley, Rennie Hagita made the now infamous scorpion kick save from which England midfielder? Joe, Dave. I'm going to say I heard a Joe there first. Jamie Redknapp. Jamie Redknapp is correct. That was very close. I apologise, Dave, if in the edit. It's fine, don't worry. You were, uh, you were first. Uh, question number three. In 2006, during a European Championship qualifier against Croatia, Gary Neville played a seemingly innocuous back pass to England's goalkeeper that day, which bobbled over the keeper's foot and into the goal. Name the keeper. Dave that was dupe. Paul Robinson. Paul Robinson. Bonus quiz. Who's That'll in the background of the in shot? The edit. <laughs> I'm not Dave's happy not, with that. Dave's not happy. Not. Nah. Question... Twice with Dave. He's, he's sharpening that knife, Gertie. Yeah. Be careful. Question number four. Now, Laureus Carius had to feature in this week's quiz. Poor fellow made two howlers in the Champions League final, and it's a wonder whether he'll ever play for Liverpool again. But from which German club Joe. did Liverpool? Nerd. Joe. Mainz. Oh my God. <laughs> Mainz is correct. That was close. That's three now. Tiger like Joe. Mainz is correct. I bet you could Question. do another mic there. It might come through. will be corrected. <laughs> <laughs> Question number five. In 2000. Uh, do you know what? I hope I hope when you listen back, I've got them all right and you have to eat your. I think you did, to be fair, Kurt. Yeah, I think it's. By the way, your hair looks we'll lovely see. today, mate. Thank you, mate. Question number five. In 2002, in the Aston Villa versus Birmingham derby, Olaf Melberg took a quick throw in, sending it back to the Villa keeper. Nerd. Nerd. Peter Enkelman. Please be correct. Oh, I thought that was going to be a leading question. That would have been amazing. (laughs) Didn't didn't a fan go up to him and give him the old in front of his face as well after he'd... uh, Brilliant. On the podcast, on the camera, that was a wanker (laughs) sign. (laughs) (laughs) Question number six. David Calamity James was one of England's best and worst goalkeepers of the last 25 years. <laughs> Capable of greatness, he was also prone to chucking the ball in his own net from time to time. He played for eight different clubs in England during his career, but can you tell me at which club did he win an FA Cup in 2008? Nerd. Nerd. Portsmouth. Is correct. He's back. Too quick for me, too quick. <laughs> Question number seven. The 1995 European Cup Winners' Cup featured Arsenal versus Real Sociedad. The deciding goal in the final was a 45-yard lob, which left Arsenal and England legend David Seaman floundering. Joe. Naeem. Naeem is correct. Question number eight. Who was in goal for England? When Andrea Pirlo dinked a penalty down Duke, the middle. Joe. Dupe. Joe Hart. Joe Hart is correct. Question number nine. This is very close this week. Question number nine. Now, in my opinion, Peter Schmeichel is the greatest goalkeeper of the last 30 years and possibly ever. However, even the Great Dane was prone to an error or two, especially towards the end of his career. Schmeichel announced his retirement in 2003 whilst playing for which Premier League dupe? Man City. Is correct. (sighs) Question number 10. All important. In early 2012, Everton keeper Tim Howard scored a goal from his own area against Bolton and famously refused to celebrate. Who was Bolton's unfortunate nerd? nerd? Adam Bogdan. Is correct. Unarming Pine. Unarming Pine. (laughs) (laughs) Would you have accepted that as an answer? (laughs) I I probably would have, yeah. (laughs) Probably would have. Um, Right. Ten questions asked, ten questions answered. The scores are in. In fourth place this week, possibly robbed earlier on, but I do apologise if that is the case. That's all right. Uh, I mean, you say that. You, you look you look angry, but you... you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave with one eye open, son. <laughs> uh, 
with zero points this week is Dave Azapardi. Well no, it's better than a minus, and on another day I could have easily got four or five. Exactly. Curtis, he definitely yeah. won't be snoring next time. You yeah. take the positives <laughs> out of that one. Uh, in joint second place with three points apiece is Mr. Nerdphonic and Friday Night oh. FM. Great effort, guys. Name on the trophy. For the and, first time ever. And oh. humble as ever, four <laughs> points out on his own is FM Dupe. Congratulations, Dupe. Well played, Thanks. sir. Fantastic effort from from both uh, the winner and the quiz master. Great stuff. That was really enjoyable. I always like the really competitive ones. It makes it so much more fun. <laughs> Isn't it strange that Dupe's good at mistakes? <laughs> Oscar's a lovely boy. Uh, Leave him out. Mother of this. has no comment on that one, I believe. Hey. Uh, Q and A time. <laughs> Swiftly moving on. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Okay. Uh, first question uh, is from uh, GFX Jord, or at GFX Jord on Twitter. Do you use your own name as the manager or impersonate a real life former player slash manager? And if so, why? Um, who wants to field this one? David. Um, I've Every single save bar one, I think I've always used my name. Uh, me, Joe, and Raz started a very, very brief MLS save where I was Brian McBride for a month or so. But yeah, every um, every other save, I just use the good old, well, the name that's on my birth certificate. So yeah, Carlos has a Cedric. Cedric. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Xavier. I, do you know? I actually prefer to use my own name because I like to take the pride and the glory of the success. But um, actually, the save I'm doing now, uh, I, I'm Totty. So I don't know. I'm probably torn. To be fair, that's what she said. I did actually have a bit of a superstitious moment, probably from between FM10 and FM14, where I had to spell my name. Uh, I had, it had to be a short, like, I had to be Matt rather than my full name uh, because every time I went as the full name, either the save would completely crash dump or I'd just be awful. <laughs> um, I've used a lot of aliases in that short MLS save. I think I was Tom Brady, wasn't I, Dave? Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. And then... <laughs> And probably coach. the most the most common one I've used um, in FM18 has being Gabriel Batistuta. I mean, because it's Batistuta. I'm sure, as Tom Brady, everything was quite deflating though, right? It was, mate, yeah. Always <laughs> has issue with his balls. <laughs> I like that. Nice little NFL reference. Um, can we just go back to that, Matt? You couldn't use your full name because it made you terrible at the game? It just seemed to... It was probably complete coincidence, but when I was... Uh, the shortened version or chosen f- shortened version of my name it just seemed to click and when i used my full name it just it would just start off poorly i mean that that is the biggest fm conspiracy i think i've ever heard hey hey it's it's not really been a problem since and i have used like uh, aliases and my full name and it's not been a problem but oh, definitely between fm fm10 and fm14 there was there was some some weirdness going on absolutely are you sure you didn't use Matthew at the Newcastle save? I can't remember. That- I can't. I might. I may have. In which case, conspiracy on. confirmed. That may have been more down to the attributes I chose. But hey, sure. What about, what about, about on that. the twenty-four hour? What was you using then? Yeah, we don't talk about that either. Don't talk about that either. No, nothing. Nothing at all. No, good. Moving on. <laughs> the name's uh, Jason. You could, don't know. You've done it now, haven't you? Brilliant. <laughs> Oh no, 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 no! We don't, we don't talk about Mr. Tyndall, Mr. Burnley Belland. Yeah, we don't need to talk about him. I nearly went into a, a bit of a cluff tirade. Then we'll stop. Okay, next question is from Dom Kid or at Dominic Kid on Twitter. If you could punch one footballer in the face, who would it be and why? Now this is slightly creative, so I'm interested to see how we're going to answer this one. Um, Curty, this could be just amazing. <laughs> Jay Bothroyd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I've only started hating him in the last week, so you know it's fresh. It's Leah Bridcut is he on the chopping block? No, Jay Bothroy gets it every time. Brilliant, right on the nose, and gets punched as well. Right, okay. Actually, he's quite hard, isn't he, Jay Bothroyd? I think I'm sure he is. <laughs> you know, that's what she said <laughs> after a stroke or two. I would go for um, Carius. Uh, reason being is uh, I'd do it about a week ago today, uh, and he wouldn't then have to play in the cup final, and he wouldn't. 
be literally hounded by abuse because I'm a nice guy like that. You know? You're a United fan and you want Liverpool to not make no, errors. I just I feel sorry for the lad, mate. You know what I mean? You know? And, and I get to punch that. a Liverpool player. What about players. Jermaine Pennant? What a dick that guy is. <laughs> I actually quite like him. He's my dad's best mate, so... Really? What? No, <laughs> That's a weird thing. He's on a great Twitter beef now. That is odd. Um... I don't know, man. I've never really had any issue. If there's someone at the moment that's really gr- grinding my gears, it's that Greg Halford from Cardiff. He's uh, he's ex-Wolves, but like he's just so negative. He hates Wolves at the moment. And he's just been... He's proper like... If there was anyone that could... I, I can't put this in a polite way. Brown knows Warnock ever, like, even more. It's probably Greg Halford. Didn't you have Twitter beef with a footballer, Dave? And isn't he one that you want to punch? Oh, yeah. Lee Griffiths as well. There Dickie. you go. Son. Yeah, there Dickie you go. Yeah. <laughs> in from the Goonies. Yeah. Um, I'd probably go for Sol Bamba because, I mean, anyone that squares up to uh, Mr. Warnock needs a right hook, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Lee's <laughs> alone. I like this question. <laughs> See, my, my answer was, it, it's more mainly after players have, have retired the only player I have sort of genuine distaste for is is Keith Andrews because he is quite possibly the worst excuse of a footballer I think I've ever seen grace any football field ever. And I was convinced he wasn't even remotely Irish. I thought it was sort of Tas- Tony Cascarino-esque Irish. And then I was completely destroyed by the fact that he was on... Uh, he was on Sky Sports recently, but when he first went into sort of media work, heard that he had one of the thickest Irish accents I've ever heard to go with his head. So, um, yeah, rather destroyed by that. But yeah, if if I could whack an active player, it would have absolutely been him. I'd have a go on Chico Flores as well, just so I could stand there and do the Allardyce laugh. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably another point at which we should state that we don't actually mean violence to any of these people other than probably Curti and Jay Bothroyd. So um, that's the, the legal stuff out of the way for that question. Bring it on, Bothroyd. <laughs> My DMs are open, you slag. He would flop it all over your face, mate. I mean, the, 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 the double entendres, they've just gone out the window. They're just, just entendres. Kurt will just turn up with the belt across the shoulder. Yeah. Know your old bitch. Apologies Both to any dads listening to their kids. Me, you, yeah. in the ring for the nonce belt. That's it. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, can, can I leave that in? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next question. Okay. So uh, the final question this week is from uh, BenGC underscore FM from the WeStream FM Discord server. If you haven't joined up, you can find the dis- find the link of which in the description. Uh, following the departure of Zidane today, so now the pod is well and truly timestamped, uh, who do you think will take over? And also, what other managerial departures have surprised you over the years? Kurt Dizzle. Uh, well, I, I I was at work when it happened, so I actually priced up the next Real Madrid manager market. And uh, Marca in Spain, who wrote um, a, a big Real Madrid paper, uh, one of the bigger sort of sports uh, papers in Spain, they're reporting uh, that Pochettino actually has a, because he signed a new contract last week, but he actually has a release clause uh, including which includes Real Madrid names Real Madrid specifically, so um, could be bad news for Tottenham fans. That that would be so levy as well if he got him to sign a new contract with a release clause in there to earn himself a bit of money. I I did kind of think if if it wasn't Pochettino, maybe Allegri or Conte. Um, I think if Allegri Allegri, I know he wanted to stay, but how often does Real Madrid come up? Um, if he went there, maybe Zidane could go the other way because obviously he's a Juve legend as well. And then if obviously if Conte left Chelsea and Sarri goes in, um, obviously Conte's got got a history there. Um, but if it was FM, Sam Allardyce would definitely be getting a job. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. I think Sam Allardyce, maybe Parge. You never know. He could do the dance in Spain. I think it's it, it's a brilliant thing for him to do to leave at the top. To be fair, um, but one of the stranger. Uh, releases I would probably say was I know he didn't do great but been, I was a bit gutted to see Benitez leave Madrid uh, I think I think he could have done wonders there to be perfectly honest 
Uh, well, I've just seen, I think that clause was a myth, Curtie. I've just seen, I think, something on Sky Sports that they've just sort of... Oh, yeah, you can trust them, though. can't you? Known for their accuracy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I, I'm, I reckon Zidane might sort of do similar to sort of what Guardiola, say Mourinho has, has done, sort of jump from sort of big club to big club. And hopefully he gets success elsewhere as well. Um, yeah, big, big uh, manager leaving-wise, or surprises. Um I don't know, really. I think I think this was quite a shock, to be honest. When when he had, was put in a press conference today, I'd assumed it would have been about either Bale or Ronaldo's future. I think if he didn't win the Champions League, I wouldn't have been surprised to see him either walk or get sacked because domestically they've not been brilliant this season in Madrid. But um, it'll be interesting to see what he does. I, I think it'll either be Wenger or Pochettino uh, out of the probably those two. But at the same time, I think Zidane or Wenger, I wouldn't be surprised to see walk into the France uh, job if Deschamps doesn't do too well this summer. I was going to say, just imagine the scenes that Wenger <laughs> goes to Madrid and wins the lot and then just walks Zidane out. Zidane headbutt incoming, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I just think it's a little bit out of order from Zizou, really, that he's taken the shine off super fat Frankie Lampard because uh, I think that was quite well, a good yeah. appointment for Derby today. I'll be interested to see how he does. If, uh, and this goes against Twitch Terms of Service, but if Wenger gets the Real Madrid job, I'll do a naked stream because it just it is not going to happen. It's, it's okay. Just put happen. a beach background behind you. Just pretend it's a nudist beach. Yeah, and you'll be golden. I'll just enhance my cleavage and then I'll be Gucci, right? Absolutely. Uh, maybe some skin-tight underwear would uh, be beneficial. Obviously transparent, so we get the full effect. You can drop your own bits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, we've lowered the tone once again. Uh, I don't really, I can't really think of any, like, there's not really been any proper managerial shocks. I think most have either been, like, due to sort of boardroom politics that have kind of dictated that it's kind of expected that they'll leave, or performances have not been up to scratch, and so therefore their, their sackings have not been overly surprising. Um, I guess maybe maybe Allardyce is probably not quite on par with, with Zidane having won what he's won, but he had a very good season, and then, bear in mind, he, he was put in place to do a job and then not being kept on post is uh, a bit daft, really. And I suppose, obviously, Marco Silva going to Everton today. I mean, how many AMCs are they going to sign this summer? Um, <laughs> Wing-backs. And, uh, and obviously, <laughs> Pe- Pellegrini going to um, West Ham as well. I think that'd be a, a great appointment. I'm hoping that they kind of back him with some money, don't sell Arnautovic. Um, I think that could be an interesting one as well. You know, talking about like strange managerial seconds, it's not maybe that strange, but it's a bit harsh that the Van Gaal wins, literally lifts the FA Cup, and before he's got onto the pitch, they sacked him. I mean, that was a bit harsh. I think there's better yeah. ways of doing that. Um, I, I saw the Arnautovic thing today, Joe. Like fifty million, they're talking about. You've got to sell him for that, surely. Apparently, um, you've been linked with Philippe Anderson as well. Yeah, that never happened. Um, I think the strangest managerial kind of. Not sacking is. I don't think I've seen Dave be sacked this year. It's <laughs> because he quits <laughs> games before he gets sacked. Rotherham, Rotherham, that one. Rotherham, I got sacked. Oh, yeah, he yeah. did, yeah. <laughs> Which time? A, a real life, uh, I suppose, shock at the time. Although it turned out to be the right decision, was maybe Adkins from Southampton yeah, when yeah, Pochettino, yeah. Pochettino came Pochettino in went, yeah. uh, because Southampton were doing okay and he was doing a decent job. And then all of a sudden, who's this Argentina? Argentinian guy who's uh, climbed into his job. No one knew anything about yeah. him in bit, England, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's he's obviously had great success there, which prompted the the Spurs interest. So it's it's very interesting that how you know when was that? What two thousand and thirteen, two thousand and fourteen, something like that. And you think about you look back four years, and that and. You look at it now, and he's sort of being linked potentially with Real Madrid. It's it's crazy how these things sort of turn around, really. Yeah, a bit like Zola when he went into Birmingham. That was a little bit kind of thing. What's what's going on here? And same with like Heavy Gracia at Watford. I mean, that kind of where did that come from? But yeah, and one year for Nuno, Dave. Come on, you haven't mentioned that. Well, he's probably the best managerial appointment. Oh, to be fair, uh, as I drop something. Um, I think Lambert was quite a surprise at the time uh, for him to go because we'd sort of obviously he kept us up, um, 
Uh, and most people expect him to stay and with us already sort of chopping and changing manager but yeah it's all been worth it and we're going to win the Champions League in two years time so. <laughs> <laughs> what if FFP has anything to do with it yeah. mm, that might be an interesting hump to get over Ronaldo 20 to 1 myth <laughs> come on the boys <laughs> right it's getting towards that time once again where we have to go but first um, we have some plugs to deliver um, Kurt Dizzle where can people find you uh, at Kurt FM, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Perfect. Instagram, of course. True. We saw you sipping the drinks, etc. Uh, Joseph, where can we find you? Uh, Friday Night FM on Twitter. And uh, obviously this will be going out on Monday. So congratulations to one year on Twitch, Kurt Dog. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Whoop, whoop. Uh, whoop, whoop to doop, doop. Um, I, I don't know how the hell I've managed to segue to that one, but I've... It's, it's marvellous how my mind works sometimes. Uh, where can people find you, sir? FM dupe everywhere you go. Perfect. And Dave as Opardi. Uh, Dave as a party on Twitter and YouTube. Dave as a party FM on Twitch and Instagram as well. And uh, again, congrats, Curti. Yeah, blood. congrats, Curti. I guess I'm the odd one out. Congrats, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it off. needed to be repeated, but congrats. <laughs> <laughs> And you can find me at Nerdphonic absolutely everywhere as per usual. All the links for each of us are in the description of this very podcast, as is the aforementioned linked linked link to join the WeStream FM Discord server. If you've enjoyed the pod, then please leave us a review on iTunes as it really helps us out. If you listen on SoundCloud, then drop us a follow and you'll be notified of when we next upload a podcast, which is 8am on Monday morning. Uh, the Five Star Potential podcast is also available on most other popular podcast apps. Don't forget, folks, you can, of course, ask us your questions, whether it be by Twitter at Five Star Pod or in the Five Star Potential dedicated section on the WeStream FM Discord. This has been Five Star Potential, a WeStream FM production, and we'll see you all next week. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye. Goodbye, folks. <laughs>